Welcome back to the Tech London Advocates Young Entrepreneurs podcast, creating a snapshot of the global tech scene from a young entrepreneur's perspective. Today we're here at NatWest Accelerator Hub in Liverpool Street with Jeremy Smith and Sean McGovern. So to start off with, Jeremy, can you give us sort of, I guess, your story, an overview of your route into tech? Sure, and really nice to be here with you today and really looking forward to talking to you about my journey and entrepreneurship in the, in the UK today. My journey started off um, business building about six or seven years ago, and I'd never done business building, I'd never done innovation before at that point in time. Um, and actually that started me in a good stead because I assumed that I was always getting stuff wrong, which is actually an amazing learning journey to go on. So it's always about who could I learn from outside of you know, my inner circle, how can I learn best practice and really you know, learn how to build businesses from scratch? So my journey didn't start off building businesses. My journey started off actually looking at product market fit for customer needs. And as those customer needs were proven out, we, we effectively developed the products and we grew the initial ideas through pilots into scaling businesses. And my role evolved and I actually moved from running the projects through to actually working with a portfolio of startup businesses and providing hands-on support and guidance to those entrepreneurs and the management teams of those startups as they grew through to scale. And where I am today is we're actually taking that and I'm looking at how I can support entrepreneurs more broadly across the whole of the UK market and helping as many people as I can to do that and build successful businesses. And Sean, in a nutshell, could you give us your personal journey, your story? Yeah, of course, so kind of probably really quickly, I started off being an entrepreneur myself. I was a social entrepreneur. Um, working set up a social enterprise in Eastern Glasgow. That kind of led me into entrepreneurship. At that point, I was starting to figure it out myself. And then latterly down the journey, moved to working alongside what is RBS in Scotland, but not less here in England, um, helping support on the entrepreneurship strategy through our accelerator hubs and working as an entrepreneurial accelerator manager. Big, long title, but um, you get the idea. And then from there, um, I now work within our L&D team running one of our youth entrepreneurship programmes. So a bit of a long-winded and kind of non-linear journey into entrepreneurship, but that's where I started. Okay, and you've really had that experience as a young entrepreneur yourself, yeah. which is something we'll come back to in a minute. So in today's podcast, we're going to start off with Jeremy. And a lot, of, a lot of the stuff that you're doing here at the Accelerator Hub is around supporting innovation. And what I'd like to know first is, you know, innovation is a wide concept. What does it actually mean to you? So innovation is an extremely broad concept, as you say. But for me, it's all around challenging status quo. It's all around looking at things differently. How can I meet a customer need in a different way? And it's not incremental change. Innovation for me is significant change, it's disruption, it's really looking at the opportunity to deliver a need to a customer in a completely different way. It might be an existing process that you do completely differently, it might be an existing product you look to change or it might just be a customer need, how can I meet that customer need in a completely different way? So innovation for me is fundamental and having an innovation mindset is really important for entrepreneurs and businesses when they start up and you know, there's an argument around is it creativity or is it innovation, I see them as being one and the same and it's all about Actually, how do I really meet those customer needs in a very different way to other people who are currently doing that in the market? Good. And have you got any examples of, sort of the emerging technologies that young entrepreneurs are using to support this innovation and new development? Yeah, I think there are multiple new technologies and emerging technologies out there. And it's actually a really super exciting time to be an entrepreneur in the market today, whether it's artificial intelligence or whether it's cryptocurrencies or whether it's virtual reality. 
there are multiple emerging technologies and I think it's a great time to be an entrepreneur and actually to leverage those technologies. And the really good thing is you don't have to be a techie, I think, to access these technologies. You can come up with an amazing idea that needs to leverage AI and then go and find someone who's good at building AI software. So I think, yeah, don't carve yourself out just because you're not a techie, but think about what the customer need is and then go and find someone to work with to create the idea. Yeah, definitely. Though using those emerging technologies doesn't have to be something you do yourself now. You can definitely sort of expand that and even outsource it. But utilising them is really important to stay with the times. Last thing I want to ask you around innovation is what are the important factors for facilitating innovation? Here you've got loads of different sort of companies going through that accelerator pro process. What are the key factors for enabling innovation within those companies, enabling them to grow? I think for me, it's around encouraging people to fail fast. There are so many times that entrepreneurs will have an idea and they will be obsessed with their idea in a good way. But they're so almost obsessed on that idea, they don't challenge themselves to say, is that really the right thing? Am I really meeting the customer need? So for me, it's actually encouraging them to fail fast. It's go away and test really quickly. You can actually go and have a customer discussion and try and find out, is this idea going to resonate with someone? Don't just ask your friends. Your friends will also always say it's an amazing idea. Go and ask people in the street. Go and ask your target customer base. Test quickly and fail fast. I think that's one of the really critical pieces to enable innovation for me. Most certainly, yeah. And that resonates with my experience as well. One of the mottos I have is fail quick, fail cheap. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> okay, I want, want to move on to Sean now. And I want to ask you a couple of questions. Going back to your experience yeah. as a young entrepreneur, um, what would you say are the barriers that young entrepreneurs have to overcome? I think, you know, I, the way that I would answer that is that the barriers to young entrepreneurs are the same to the barriers to every entrepreneur in a lot of ways. Yeah which is back to Jeremy's point about failing fast, failing cheap. It's sometimes you don't know what you don't know and going out and finding ways to get to that end point of if you've got an idea or a solution that you think is going to help really solve a customer problem, how do you go about identifying the tools, the technique, the support, the journey, the network to be able to get there as quickly as possible? My biggest challenge, I suppose, when I first started was I wasted a lot of time and I think that's quite common in entrepreneurial circles which is you often will go it alone and you don't recognise that you need the support. As a young entrepreneur with lots of bravado and lots of ambition you kind of think I, I can come up with a solution to this problem but actually being able to go out and seek support and get that advice early on helps for one of a better phrase accelerate your growth and accelerate your journey. So I would say Biggest challenges for me certainly were identifying that I needed help and then identifying where to get help to get me towards what I was trying to achieve with a business. Um, and then I suppose the other, only other little thing I would add to that is confidence as well. Um, sometimes confidence is a big thing because it's frightening going out and trying something new. It's you know intimidating when you're having to push yourself out of your comfort zone and you might not know the first thing about a balance sheet or like have a clue about what it means to market a product being able to kind of go out and throw yourself into the deep end and try it out is a really important part of being an entrepreneur and being a successful entrepreneur um, and having a what we would call here in the accelerators a growth mindset approach um, is, is really vital in those early stages of getting your business off the ground. I think accessing information and help for me, it's, it's really critical you make a great point, Sean, because a lot of entrepreneurs don't realise how much support is out there. 
and there's a huge amount of support. There are so many sources out there. You don't just have to go onto Google and type in help me to start a business. And I think, you know, for me, it's really important about how we provide access to that information. So don't assume there isn't help. There is help. Assume there is help. You just need to find it. Yeah. And I asked Jeremy the same question a few minutes ago, but what would you say are the important factors for facilitating innovation? So I think making, so for me anyway, one of the reasons that our accelerator network exists is because it's a safe space to break things. And I think that's really important when you're thinking about innovation is it needs, you need to put a, a space in place that allows you to make mistakes because you have to run at things and run at them fast. That's point. That's part of the point of like pushing yourself out your comfort zone and trying new things. And you have to get to that customer answer as quickly as possible. In order to do that, you sometimes have to rip it up and start again. So creating a space where you're around like-minded people who celebrate that, which is part of what this Hub Accelerator Network's about. So you're around people who don't think it's crazy that you're like doing really out of the box things with customers. They like, celebrate it when you get things wrong or you, you have to start again. They're there to boost you when you're feeling maybe a little bit demotivated. I think for me, that cultural piece is so, so important. And having that, that environment around you where innovation and breaking things is okay. We work in a massive organisation, a big bank, and obviously there's sometimes a lot of regulation in place and rules and things that we're not really allowed, well, no, I say really, but not allowed to do. Um, so there's things that you're not allowed to do, but there's got to be, a, you know, when when's the, the kind of the counterbalance to that, which is that you're stopping from really achieving success for your customer. So it's that balance of having enough of a, a rope, if you like, to be able to try things out and try new things and be and be out of the box and be creative and all the great things that we celebrate about entrepreneurs. And we actually have internally a programme that we run for all our colleagues called Invent, which is for that very purpose. It's the idea is to make all of the colleagues across the bank really innovative, to think about innovation as everyone's job, but also to adopt that entrepreneurial behaviour and that way of thinking. So I would say in a really long-winded but short answer to your question is environment and, and culture is really crucial um, when it comes to embedding innovation. Yeah, most certainly. I think having that, I guess, environment where you feel free to experiment and, and kind of find new things is, is what enables you to drive innovation and pivot as well as a business, which is really important from that sort yeah. of startup and into accelerator stage when you're still working out exactly where, sort of, I guess, your revenue is coming from. Today's podcast is going to focus on accelerators. So we're here at the Accelerator Hub, at NatWest Accelerator Hub in London, and we're going to have a bit of a discussion about accelerators and, and kind of demystify them. So to both of you, I will kind of, very short, 30 second answer if you can, but what would you say is an accelerator program? We'll start with Jeremy. So for me, an accelerator is designed to help entrepreneurs who have a high growth business that are looking to scale. So it's, it's where um, startups effectively have initial product to market fit. You might have initial amounts of revenue coming through. You've proven the customer need. Um, you might be looking to raise a bit of funding. You might have already got a grant or some friends and family funding to get you started. And you want to move your business to the next level. So how, how do I scale? Where do I go from here? And I need help to go from there. So it's all about providing the infrastructure and the support, the mentorship, the guidance, the coaching to help you take your business to the next level. Okay, and in what ways does it differ from an incubator programme, which is 
to I guess picking up the startups and getting them to a stage where maybe they're ready for an accelerator? Yeah, I think a great question. And the reality is there are so many different models out there, they often blur into one. But in, in the Jeremy view of the world, the incubator is the super startup. Okay. So it's actually, I've got an idea, I don't know what to do next. And it's about taking that idea, it's about start to build your product, prove the customer need, the very early stage proof of concept work. And then an accelerator is once you've proven that customer need or the initial customer need, and actually you've got a business that's starting, you might have three or four people who work with you. And then it's about how do I take that business to the next level? How do I scale? How do I enter a new market? How do I raise equity financing? It's that scale up stage, which is important for me. And Sean, from your experience, would you say the same? I would say that Jeremy's robbed all of my answers. No, um, I'd, say, I'd say for me that I'm, I'm going to say something kind of cheesy, but I'd say it's kind of almost state of mind as well. It's that for me, it's that kind of piece of like Jeremy was talking about, it's an accelerator, the, name, the clues in the name. So we want you to move fast and we want to give you support and, and enable you to do that. It's like you have, for example, in this accelerator, access to a coach who work with you one on one every month. That's designed to hold you to account as to are you moving quick enough? Are you taking advantage of the opportunities in front of you? So it's really as much about what's going on up in your head in terms of what barriers you're putting in your way and, and helping you remove them and connect the kind of wider dots and that whole holistic view of where you want to get to next as it is in terms of just the practical tools that we give as well. So I think it's it's that coaching element of it as well and that environment and culture piece that we spoke about from an innovation perspective is mega valuable as well when we talk about Accelerator. Yeah, and in our last podcast, we were talking to Andrew Rowan from Plexal, and he said one of the really sort of important things and the way they do it over there is about having that physicality, having that physical location where you're with other young entrepreneurs who've got these amazing ideas. It's, it's all about that culture, that environment. One thing I do want to ask about is sort of this business coaching and mentoring, what does that involve? So, so uh, you've raised a really, really important point, which is there's, there's different areas within the accelerator where you can receive coaching, and some of that is peer-to-peer. So actually that environment piece where you're sitting beside someone, you might be pulling together a marketing plan and be thinking, I have no idea what I'm doing here. Guaranteed someone across the table or down the table from you has been in the exact same position maybe a few months earlier. So you've got that coaching that happens naturally in, in that space. And then in terms of coaching from a kind of what we call here accelerator manager perspective, is it will be sitting down every month. You have a one hour slot at each month to sit and speak to your accelerator manager. And they're looking at what are the big rocks, if you like, that are in your way. So what are the things that, if we were to get that out of the way, would really help drive or 10x your business? So that might be, a supply chain thing that you're trying to sort out. It might be that you're trying to sit down and understand how to set up bringing on board new team members and what you want to do from a cultural perspective to be able to build the right environment. Our coaches within the accelerator have or work with a kind of a number of different businesses and will have experience in being able to help plug those gaps but also help you in terms of being able to coach you through challenges you might be facing within the business as well. So those big things that happen in your business, those big key milestones, is what that coaching supports there to, to try and kind of accelerate. I keep okay. using the word accelerate, but it, it, it lends <laughs> no, itself. It lends itself. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're going to come back to a few of those sort of, I guess, stones in, in the path yeah. uh, in a minute. But firstly, I want to ask, 
how do you know, for, for young entrepreneurs listening, how do you know that you're ready for the accelerator program? Because that could be one of the things that sort of knocking around in people's heads, you know, I've got business, I'm at this stage, should I go for the accelerator? I think for me, it's all around, you've got product market fit. So you, you've already tested your concept, you've probably built an idea already, and you might have some initial revenue coming through, you've got some initial customers, um, but you're ready to take your business to the next stage. So you want some support on how do I build my team? I've got a team of three, I need to build a team of 10. How do I do that quickly? I want to raise some financing. I borrowed some money off my mum and dad. I now want to actually go and raise some money from angel investors or maybe even venture capital. So it's the next stage. I want to enter a new market. I'm really excited about going into France. How do I do that? Um, maybe you want to go from London, you want to go into the regions or vice versa. So for me, it's businesses that effectively have an initial proposition they proven market fit, they've got some revenues, and they want to take the business to the next level and really start to scale rapidly. Yeah. Uh, before we move on to Sean, you're talking about having a, a, almost a global idea of, of people wanting to scale up to that level. That's one of the things that we've had at the centre of the Techland Advocate Young Entrepreneurs is a global focus. How would you say young entrepreneurs go about doing that sort of thing, expanding globally into other countries and connecting with markets, not just in Europe, but you know, in the Asia region, Africa, China, America as well. It's tough. <laughs> Definitely. I, I think it's really tough. And, I, and for me, a mistake that entrepreneurs and even CEOs of large corporates make is they assume they know the right answer. They assume they know everything. But for me, it's, you know, I've always come from a principle of assuming doing it wrong and assume you can learn from others who've already done it or know better. So for me, my one piece of advice would be actually go and find someone who's done it before. You know, you, you build a mental network, you build a relationship network, and actually it's about who's done this before, who can I go and learn how to do it, what's the best way of doing it, and don't try and do it alone because it will take you 10 times as longer and you might fail. So find someone else who can help you do it, would be my word of advice. Uh, it's all about that growth mindset again, and it uh, comes back to this idea, which we've already had in the first podcast and the second podcast, of networks. Really, really, really important. Sean, I'll pass the question on to you. How do you know you're ready for the Accelerator programme? So I would agree exactly with what Jeremy said. <laughs> but um, but to build on that, I think it's, it's you know, when you when you get to that point where you feel like you've got, you've got, you've got a sense of traction, you've built a customer base, you know you've got a product that's solving a problem, but you just don't know how to break through to that next level of growth. That's really when you're kind of at that tipping point where maybe you're starting to ask questions about your business that you don't know the answer to and you're starting to think, should I build a team? Do I need a team? Can I do this alone? What you know, when you're starting to get into that zone and in that space with your business and you're generating a certain level of um, turnover, then then that's probably time for you to start exploding that option as a as a next step. But we also have a stage before that, which we run, which is Business Builder, which is a, essentially the, the, the step before the accelerator, which is that exploration phase. And it's that I've got an idea and I don't know whether I have product market fit and I need to do that exploration to figure it out. So short answer is there's, there's something out there for each stage of the journey. When it gets to accelerator stage, it's probably because you're starting to outgrow running the business by yourself and you're needing that additional support. Uh, just for clarity, in a nutshell, both of you, sort of three sentences, how would you say, you know, at, at what stage do you, would you say young entrepreneurs are ready for an accelerator program? For me, I think it's when you've got product to market fit and you're starting to generate revenues. 
Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you asking him first? For me, I would say is when you're at that stage of thinking about building out your team and you realise that kind of level of expertise or beyond the your ability to drive the business forward. Okay. And I want to come back to some of those challenges that we talked about earlier when you're trying to scale up. Could you outline what, what are the main challenges that come up at that scale-up stage? We'll start with Sean this time. <laughs> so I think something often the challenges are figuring out what you should be doing financially with your business is a big one. So actually there's loads, there's a massive funding landscape out there. What does that look like? How do you navigate it? Who do you talk to? What's the right type of funding you want to take on for your business? What's the right level of equity you want to be giving away? All of those sorts of questions when you're starting to think about scaling up is a really big key challenge because it's tough to understand what the right answer to that is because there's always a trade-off when you're looking at taking money into a business. There's always a, you're having to give something back in return for that. Um, team, founding team as well. So not founding teams, but your, your team for growth. Having the right c-suite if you like as we would say is so again i'll clarify but who do you want to sit on your board your advisory board who do you want to be part of that kind of um chief technology officer if you like chief ceo you might get to a stage of growth where you realize you're not the right person to actually sit in the ceo's uh, seat so it's it's really starting to get to that stage of thinking about your business beyond you the the kind of sole not sole trader but you the kind of individual business owner and then thinking about what that looks like when you start to expand it and grow it into a much bigger entity than yourself um i'd say those are the big chips so team finance um and and when you start to think about team also with that comes culture and how you want your business to grow and, and look and shape your values your purpose what your missions or your mission is for that business as well so i'd say those are big big key questions that come in and are very common when you're starting to speak to people who are at that stage of scaling. Jeremy, let's move on to you. What, what would you say are the challenges that come at the scale-up stage? So I think there are a significant number of challenges that startups um, face when they get to the scale-up stage. And you could probably actually create an entire podcast series when you talk about problems that they face and you still have more to talk about at the end as well. Um, Time through is what Sean said. I think actually building your team for me is, is a really, really important challenge that startups face at that stage. Letting go and actually relinquishing some control, I think is actually the hardest step that entrepreneurs have to take because when you've got a team of three or four people, you've probably been building a product. You've probably been running the sales conversations. You've probably been doing every part of the business. You've been writing the strategy. You've been raising money from your friends and families. You've been trying to raise funding from angel investors. You've been doing it all yourself. You've been working till two o'clock in the morning. You can't do that when you start to scale your business and you have to let go. And I think founders find that really difficult because they have to find people they can trust. And they also see this big wall of impossibility ahead of them. How do I go and recruit a team? I don't have time to run my business, let alone finding CVs, writing a role profile, then interviewing people and then choosing the right person. But actually, you've got to get over that hump. You've got to slow down your product development. You've got to slow down your sales a tiny, weeny bit. Just delay it by a few weeks. Get your team in place. Go and hire a business development manager or whoever you need to support your team. And I think that will then accelerate you. So I, I guess it's about slowing down a little bit. And then that would help you to accelerate off that. So I think finding the right team is, is to me, one of the biggest challenges that scale up space. 
Yeah, and I, I understand that must seem like a really daunting challenge to many young entrepreneurs. Going from that sort of having loads of control over the business and steering it in the way that you want, to having to almost step back and be really self-aware of, of the direction the business is going and, and bringing in other people and we say like delegating tasks as well. Like I think that's right. I think it's yeah. realising you can't do it yourself. Yeah. As much as you'd love to, <laughs> you can't if you want to scale. And that's a really difficult challenge that you know people people really need help to get through sometimes. Okay, so my very last question for you two today is what are the key, what are the standout characteristics of a successful young entrepreneur? Let's start with Sean. So I think, you know, this, there's a couple of obvious ones, but I'm going to try and pick a few that are maybe a wee bit more abstract. And for me, I'd say one of the big things is when we think about entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial leaders is that are really successful, the ones that I've worked with, is, is humility is actually really, really important. And what I mean by that is knowing when to seek help and when to go out and reach into networks or, or ask for assistance when you don't know something is really important because having the ability to do that and not thinking as an entrepreneur I need to know it all or in some way I'm not credible if I don't know the answer to something is actually counterproductive to you being able to grow the business because the ones that are really successful are quite comfortable with saying I don't know can you tell me so I'd say that's really important trait. Having that self-awareness. Having that self-awareness, that emotional intelligence, all of those things when it comes to working with others, but being able to reflect and go, this is an area where I need to develop and I need to reach out to be able to do that. Um, I think really, really important thing. And then I'd say the other big thing for me, and I think Jeremy's probably going to build on this, is the way in which you view mistakes and failure, the way in which you view challenges, feedback from others, kind of tying back into that humility piece. Like, how do you take that on board? Do you see it as an opportunity to learn something? And you see, and you look at it in the in a, the perspective of, I might not get the right answer or outcome to this, but I've got one step closer to getting where I wanted to get to in the first place. Or do you try and avoid it? Do you try and kind of shy away from it? And if the answer is, you know, the latter, you're probably going to really slow down your progression. So you're always looking for particularly when anyone comes to apply for the accelerator, we're looking for someone who's like really opportunity hungry and is kind of open to feedback and is really kind of a sponge, if you like, for how can I learn more and go on that con consistent or consummate learning journey um, and take in as much as possible. If you're a bit resistant to that, um, you're probably not adopting the right type of mindset, which I think Jeremy's going to touch on as well. But those would those be my main things. Humility and um, and kind of, looking at failure, setbacks, challenges in the right way. Could you give us one more, if possible? Oh, one more, another third one, okay. Um, so the other third one that I'd say for a great entrepreneurial trait is obviously, and this is it goes without saying, and we've talked about this a little bit earlier, but being creative, you know, thinking about trying to think outside the box, trying new things, be really experimental, really embrace that opportunity to break things and be disruptive. That is a big key trait of an entrepreneur go out and try and if you look at something and you think it doesn't work try and figure out in the most innovative and crazy out the box way how to break it and start again or do something new what a brilliant answer i love that that third one was what we haven't had really said yet about being creative being innovative being a disruptor as well it's really really important jeremy your turn. I, I mean, how can I follow that? <laughs> <laughs> Some great points, Sean. Fantastic points. 
I mean, I'll, I'll go for some more traditional ones, but I think really important for me, it's definitely that growth mindset. It's always challenging yourself about how can you do something better? How can you do something a little bit differently? And keep changing it. Keep improving what you're doing and really listen to the customer and fail fast along that journey. You've got to fail fast and keep testing and keep trying and getting customer feedback is really critical. I think resilience for me is so important. The journey of an entrepreneur is very, very hard. It's a rocky journey. You'll have loads of ups and downs and you have to be really resilient. You have to be able to pick yourself up. And I think, you know, by surrounding yourself with people who are on a similar journey, what you're facing, you're not the first person to have faced it. You might be the first person with your specific product, but you're not the first person to have been through those challenges. So surrounding yourself with people who can support you through that journey is really important. And linked to that, the final point would be build a network and find other people who are trying to do the similar thing to yourself and you can get support. And going to Sean's point, I think it's help is out there. So don't assume it's not. Go and find people who can help you because there are a lot of people who'd love to help you on your journey. To summarise, six amazing characteristics for young entrepreneurs. Firstly, having that humility and self-awareness. Secondly, having almost a positive view of failure. Thirdly, being creative, being a disruptor. Fourth, having resilience. Fifth, having a growth mindset. And the last one, building out your network. It's been amazing to have both of you on the podcast today. Thanks so much, Jeremy and Sean. Thank, Thank you. you.